defy yourself. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> defy yourself, like defy your limits. And don't let people or yourself push you down and make you feel less than you are. And that obviously includes yourself. Welcome to the Empower, Create, Encourage podcast. You're here with me, Alessandra Guerra. <laughs> Hi, welcome. Today, we're going to be hearing from Chase Rabin. Chase is a close friend who has influenced me in my life and someone who I admire for his integrity and values. In this episode, we'll be answering a few questions I received through my Instagram story, asking about dating, how to set boundaries, and about how to increase self-esteem. If you have other questions you'd like to hear our perspective on, please connect with us on Instagram. This is one of my favorite human beings on earth. Keep listening and you'll see why. Chase, I'm so, so happy that we're able to connect today. Thank you so much for joining my podcast. I am so excited to be here and thank you so much for inviting me. I'm looking forward to this. I am too, because since you're one of my favorite people in the world, I have planned something fun for this episode. Ooh, okay. That I've chosen three questions that came in that people wanted us to talk about. So the very first question, <laughs> I chose very <laughs> exciting questions for you to answer. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. <laughs> so first question. We've had a lot of dating questions come in. So one of them is, in your opinion, when does a boy turn into a man? What is boy behavior and man behavior? Ooh, a boy becomes a man when he owns a pickup truck. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, uh, let's see. That's a really good question. I feel like a boy, while still being a boy, can portray some attributes you know of being a man and maybe mm-hmm. he's in like that little chrysalis stage you could say but I feel like a man knows and understands values and is well not exactly stubborn but not willing to back down from what he knows is right including you know kind of integrity and um, I believe largely in respecting women and treating them like queens oh i love that i like what you're saying you're talking about integrity and the way that they treat other people and the way that they hold true to their values what's something that helps you to hold true to your values uh something that helps me hold true to my values um my dad has been an excellent example of this while he's not a perfect man he has been an amazing example to me of holding to his values and doing what he knows is right regardless of if or whom is watching him and his dad my grandpa is also an excellent example he passed away in 2017 i believe um but he was an awesome man and no matter where you go there are people in um the town where he lives that know him and love him and have nothing but good to say about him and i hope that i can leave the same wake of people who've you know interacted with me to say oh what an amazing person you know they did this and that for me I'll never forget I loved your family and I you know strive to up you know keep up with that as well um, another thing that helps me a ton is my amazing mom 
like, oh my goodness, if there was ever an angel incarnate, that would be her. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Like, no joke. I love the heck out of her. And I can only listen to Disney music in front of her. If it's not church and Christian music, then it's Disney music because everything <laughs> else is, you know, impure and I could not subject her. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That is so adorable. I love that she's created such a standard for you that you uphold it. Oh, yeah, she totally has. That's so beautiful. Something else that came in is how do you build your self-esteem? What advice do you have to pe- for people so that they can build their self-esteem? Ooh, that's actually a great question because um, I have not always had the best self-esteem. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> I've really had to work a lot on that. Not that I necessarily hated myself or couldn't stand on myself I just didn't think super highly of myself you know mm-hmm. um one thing believe it or not has helped a lot is just going to the gym and improving your self-image and feeling proud of work that you put into yourself and aside from that you can feel proud and um, build self-esteem because you actually get to see your labor and all of your um all of your work come to fruition, you know, which is really cool. Um, Also, one thing I've noticed that has helped me a ton is just not caring what other people think. (laughs) (laughs) So how do you get to that space where you don't care about what people think? That was kind of rough. Like, it'll amaze you how free you'll feel when you stop caring what people think, especially trivial people. Like, if they don't, if they don't have a connection with you and you don't have, you know, a relationship with them of any sort, then what they think of you shouldn't matter that much. I don't know if you have very many religious listeners, but the only opinion that matters of you is what God thinks. And when I kind of thought about that and putting aside the fear of man and inserting the fear, AKA the love and respect of God of deity, it kind of put stuff into um, into the picture and uh, scaled things for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like for me, it's what do I think of myself? Can I live with myself if I do this or if I don't do this? What's my opinion of myself going to be? Am I still going to be able to respect myself if I do this thing or if I don't do this thing? And that's something that really? since I've started to think of it that way, it's helped me a lot in decision making and just in terms of what I value. And I feel like as I've been living life more value-based, I've been feeling happier. I've been feeling more confident. Oh, totally. And then, of course, everybody's had that one high school English teacher that's like totally low-key changed their life, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, my ESL teacher. (laughs) Yes, I had one. She was fantastic. And um, we were in a unit learning about a time period called transcendentalism, which was right about the early to mid 1800s when people kind of like abandoned their puritist um, rigid beliefs and kind of explored themselves and explored love and nature. And it was all about a time of change and enlightenment is like referred to as the time of enlightenment. A lot of the authors and poets like Henry David Thoreau and all of those transcendentalists 
um, just quotes and poems from them and books that really helped me realize and find myself and build my self-esteem and just letting it go and not, you know, caring what people think, but, you know, finding my center and finding what's true and real and has value, you know? Yeah. Stuff that resonates with you because at the end of the day, you're the one that has to live with it. Right. Yours is the only heart you're going to have for life. (laughs) (laughs) That is so cute. Yes. So the third question I have on here is a really good one. It's how do you tell your friend you don't like something or something makes you uncomfortable without hurting their feelings? I would just be blunt. I have, (laughs) um, I have friends with similar interests and also interests that I don't care for. My brother who I'm very close to loves heavy metal and like screamo music. And I have zero interest in that. I kind of, (laughs) Sorry to anybody who likes it, but I low-key detest this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. It just doesn't make me feel good inside, like, at all. Right? I agree. And I tell him, I don't like the music you listen to. I'm willing to listen to a couple songs maybe you want to show me, but I am not going to like them, you know? Mm -hmm. And I let them know, I am more than happy to be around you and be your friend and keep this healthy relationship without being invested in the stuff you like if I don't like it or it makes me uncomfortable, you know? Mm-hmm. Or you just tell them, I don't really like that and I like you a lot, so I want to, you know, keep hanging out or form a relationship with you, but maybe I don't like this thing that you're into and that's okay. Mm-hmm. You don't always have to have common interests in things that you do or you can find something together that you both like that you didn't know you liked before or, you know, find something that you already do that each other has in common. I like that a lot. No, I I like that a lot, a lot. Because something that I was thinking about this question is, it's just like a way to set boundaries with people. So when you're using that example of your brother, you're saying, hey, like, yes, I like you. I just, when we hang out, I don't want to listen to metal music. If you want to show me a particular song, like I'm happy to listen to it, but it's just not something that I want to do when we're hanging out. And I think that's such a healthy way to set a boundary. It's just so simple and so casual. Let's take this example just like a little bit more. What if someone does something, not the metal music, like what if someone does like a certain behavior or something that you don't like, who's your friend, how would you say to them not to do it without hurting their feelings? Oh, I see. I definitely would not publicize it and I wouldn't talk to other people about it, Mm. especially if I knew they'd spread gossip. Mm-hmm. before addressing that problem with them because really your problem is with that person and not with a second party you know mm-hmm. and oftentimes involving another party will just complicate stuff tear up a uh, friendship and oftentimes spread rumors that aren't totally true you know yeah so i would just talk to them and say hey what you did made me uncomfortable and i'd appreciate if you wouldn't say that or do that when i'm around a lot of times i can just low-key give them a look and they'll get like, oh, that wasn't cool, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oftentimes, because I'm fairly socially aware myself. And when I was younger, especially, I would get my feelings hurt all the time. And I would appreciate when someone would say something like that. But if it wasn't done in the right way, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm an idiot. I was terrible to everyone around me. And mm-hmm. now they all think that I'm you know, stupid or rude or something like that. But something my mom does that helps me a lot is like setting aside after the fact, one-on-one time say, hey, I saw you do this and that. That wasn't good. Like you shouldn't do that. It gives off 
this appearance or something like mm-hmm. that. Like you don't want to be, you know, giving the wrong idea. But if it comes to like a friend or something that says or does something I don't like, I usually can tell them in one look. But, you know, if that doesn't work, then I'll tell them, hey, I didn't like that. Um, why don't you find something to do or say instead of that when I'm around, you know? Mm-hmm. Or I'd prefer if you did this or that. I mean, a lot of times avoiding the drama, especially not raising your voice and not making it seem like a huge deal will help Mm -hmm. a lot something that i was thinking of when you were talking is i was just like imagining your face like trying to give a look when you don't like that i don't think i've seen that yet i'm sure (laughs) i probably will (laughs) (laughs) but something also that i feel like could be said in just like a casual way it's like oh that's weird is that is that okay for boundary setting or like what do you because the way that you're communicating is very healthy it's like Oh, I don't like it when you do that. Like if someone like slaps your butt and you're just like, don't do that. But I feel like that's a very, that's enough for setting a boundary. Or do you think it should be like, please do not touch my butt. <laughs> I do not like <laughs> I think that both are good. I do have a friend and sometimes he gets a little carried away and he'll either like slap your butt or something as you're walking by. And it's like, once I've had to say like, dude, cut it out. Mm-hmm. Bro, don't do that. I don't like that. I was like, what the heck, man? Don't, <laughs> you know? <laughs> You can be like, you know, kind of cater it to your, I guess, audience. Personality. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that too. I, I mean, like that. yeah, some people it wouldn't resonate to be like, look, I didn't like when you did this. It made me feel like that. They'd be mm-hmm. like, um, this is awkward. Who are yeah. you? You know, but I feel it's best, especially in the moment, like nip in the bud. Stop it. Mm-hmm. There I like was, that because that's very direct. Yeah, there was a... Uh, time on my ecclesiastical mission I had a companion who did some stuff that kind of bugged me which I mean you know it's unavoidable but one of the things that he would say often was if you can't beat them join them and it was just annoying especially in certain circumstances and at one point he said it and I like I didn't you know attack him or flat the handles but I said don't say that anymore what if Joseph in Egypt had said that there would be no tribes of Israel, there would be no lineage for the Savior to be born. And I like went mm-hmm. off on all these scriptural explanations of why if you can't beat them, join them is incorrect. Or if you can't mm-hmm. escape it, enjoy it. That's what he would say. If you can't escape it, enjoy it. I'm like, um, no, <laughs> <laughs> not quite. And it bugs me when you say that. And so it did take a little bit more firm stance for him to understand that but he never ended up you know hating me or disliking me for it he did stop saying it and I'm grateful he respected that and it was just you know a moment you address it and you move on you know Mm -hmm. and I like how your approach is very direct and very catered to the audience and very like say say it in a way that resonates with whoever's the person saying it whether that's hey cut it out or stop it or hey that made me feel uncomfortable i like that a lot because it's just it goes back to whatever feels right to the person something that it made me think of too is sometimes it's hard to say those things because i feel at least for me personally one thing with boundary setting that feels uncomfortable for me still is that it feels very vulnerable feels like Mm -hmm. oh I'm like I'm like revealing like something makes me uncomfortable and I'm not sure how it's going to change the relationship what would you say to people that are maybe concerned with the relationship changing or things getting awkward right totally and I understand that too I feel like it's better like I said to address it then and there than let it keep happening and let that feeling keep reoccurring Mm-hmm. And because I feel like that would produce bottled emotions that would explode at a bad time on an unrelated topic, even, you know. Mm. And again, I feel like it's best just to nip it then and there in the bud and 
address it, but uh, repeat your question again. I lost. No, that was it for people that are uncomfortable. Yeah, you answered it perfectly. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I like that. So just be direct because otherwise it'll fester up and it can come out in different situations where it has nothing to do with, which is true. And if you're not, yeah. Especially now, like everybody being like in one space, like if something (laughs) is happening that you don't like, say it. Otherwise, it's going to be like, hey, who ate the last chip? And it's like, ah, you always do this. You ate the last chip and you also did this and that and I hate you, you know. (laughs) Thank you so much for answering those questions. One thing I also wanted to do today is how well do you know me? Do you have the questions? Did you bring any questions for me? Yes, I have three questions for you, mon frere, which is French for, I don't know, but. My brother. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Yes. I got Monsoir is my sister. Oh, hey, Laura. (laughs) I said that why. It's Laura, right? Laura. Nailed it. Nice. I like it. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Oh, shucks. Why don't you go first? (laughs) Okay. We'll we'll alternate. How's this? We'll alternate. Ooh, I like it. Okay. First one. (laughs) I'm curious (laughs) if you know these things about me. One. I love the heck out of you. So if I don't know these, that doesn't mean I don't love you. <laughs> I like how you're prefacing so that our relationship is still safe. Friendship secured. Okay, number one. What is the first thing I look for when I enter my bathroom and closet? A uh, murderer? Um, <laughs> let's see. A bathroom and closet? Mm-hmm. Aside from the light switch? Yes shoot oh man did you ever tell me this <laughs> no i haven't but it has no. to do with one of my irrational fears if that helps oh. you at all spiders i'm gonna say spiders. yes yes <laughs> anytime i'm like in the bathroom to shower or use the bathroom i'm like checking for spiders and anytime i go to the closet i'm like are there spiders? Where are the spiders? <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Gotta that was... scope it out before you clear. <laughs> that was good. I'm gonna count that as a yes. Okay, let's hear your question. <laughs> okay, can you name my favorite country music artist? Oh my gosh, I know this because you told me this. Um, <laughs> is it okay? Is it the 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 people that do that song with with the country that's like super patriotic uh there's a few of those okay are talking about the one with all the different artists yes i think so my favorite artist is in that and he is in fact the first person to sing and i gave away the gender darn (laughs) (laughs) yes i'm subtly i've actually been trained in getting information from people so that that was that technique you know, just suddenly getting you to tell me the answer. Um, <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. I can't believe oh. I'm blanking. I want to say, um, but I know that this is wrong. I want to say Shelton Blake, Blake Shelton, but I oh, know Blake that's Shelton. wrong. If that's no, wrong. not him. But, um, was... Tim McGraw. <laughs> oh, I love him, but not, not really. quite. Um, okay. Is it someone I feel like, okay. I'll, I'll describe the person. He's probably famous, but not super famous and hasn't been on The Voice. Is that true? I don't think he's been on The Voice. Okay. But he has made Allstate commercials. Oh my gosh. I feel like you're just giving it to me and I have no idea. I'm blanking. I'm so, I still love you and I do know you. I'm sorry. I don't know. Who is it? It's okay. It's Brad Paisley. Ah! I kind of, <laughs> I remember you showing me the song. Okay, I, I, I lost. I lost that round. 
That's okay. Thank you. So you're such a good friend. You're like soothing <laughs> me as I lost. I love it. It's okay. I'm winning. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, question two. What do I do whenever Theo barks to tell me there's a stranger on my property? Hmm. I thought you were just going to ask me if I knew the name of your dog. <laughs> <laughs> he is quite cute. I do love your dog. He's I wish so I could cute. meet him. I become that person that like sends my friends pictures of my dog. <laughs> <laughs> I do love golden retrievers. They're so pretty. Hey, you know what he is. That's good. Hey, what do you do? I think you're the type of person who tries to secretly investigate. So I don't think you're going to get it, but you're kind of right. Yes. Except it's not really that secret. Theo barks and I know that he feels alone in it. So I'm going to explain that in a second. So whenever Theo barks, I go and wherever he's barking, I go and I bark. I'm like, roof. You bark and I with bark him. in German with him so that he doesn't feel alone. And then when we're done barking, he'll come to me and he's like, mm, mm, and he just wants me to caress him and like tell him it's okay. Because I have a theory. I have a theory that like, so he's from Peru and we brought him over from Peru. And in Peru, mm-hmm. the dogs bark when there's robbers and like a lot of people try to break in constantly. So he's always like on red alert because he thinks people are breaking in the home and he has to like protect us. But he's just Uh-oh. a puppy. He's four. And so that's why he always cries after because he's like, I'm protecting the home like I've been trained to do, but I don't really want to. That's the feeling I get from my dog. <laughs> so whenever he barks, I go and I bark right out the window with him. <laughs> and I try him. to bark in German <laughs> so that it scares people. In German? <laughs> yeah. I thought I heard you wrong. No. How do you bark in German? Do you sound extra mad or what? It's uh, it's like a thicker <laughs> it's like a thicker barking. It's like ruff, 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 ruff. it's like deeper. It's dang yeah, thick. I try to get the German <laughs> accent in there. German bark. I love it. Oh, uh, I wouldn't know what to do. I'd be like Volkswagen Wiener Schnitzel. <laughs> good. Have you had schnitzel? It's so good. It's like my favorite German thing. You know, I almost had it, but they ran out as I asked for it. I'm like, oh, oh. come on, folks. Okay, let's hear your question. Okay. Who, I don't know, is this a who or a what, is my favorite automaker. Oh, this is so easy. Chevrolet. Hey, hey. We <laughs> have a winner. I appreciate you giving me an easy one. Thank you. <laughs> who do you <laughs> what? I said, I appreciate you giving me an easy one that I know. <laughs> I also have an easy one for you as the last one. There are two emojis that irk me that people, the people that really know me never send me. What are the two emojis? Oh, shoot. Did you tell me this? I think I may have told, I told you one, I think, but this was like months and months ago. Crud. Is one of them the barfing emoji? Oh, or (laughs) Is one of them the fly no. emoji where it's like looking to the side and kind of grinning that people use in a sensual way all the time? <laughs> is that how they use it? No, I love that face. I make that face all the time. Oh, shoot. I, actually, I use it all the time. But never in a, Like when I was 17, I could have used the winking emotion, emoji because I felt like it meant I was offering up my body. So I just like couldn't use it at all. <laughs> <laughs> shoot. I, I totally agree. For the longest time, I was like, mm, nope, can't do that. <laughs> Which is awful because I accidentally, so back before emojis, I would send like the colon with the parenthesis. Uh-huh. And I accidentally hit semicolon with the parenthesis to 
a church leader who was a male and I'm like oh crap this is awkward I do feel like I just offered my body Ew. <laughs> right <laughs> it feels so inappropriate I don't it know does. why like, <laughs> okay, uh, I'm gonna tell awful. you I'm gonna tell you okay it's tell me. the shrugging emoticon and the thumbs oh. up emoticon <laughs> what really? I know I sent both of those to you I know <laughs> 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 oh no. yeah so i just really did this podcast to tell you to please stop sending me those emojis no, I'm kidding. Uh, that first question was a trap <laughs> uh, how do you tell people that are doing stuff that you don't like to stop well you just make a podcast about it and you know sort it out <laughs> except you said not to do it publicly my bad <laughs> Guess what, world? Those are two of my most commonly used emojis. <laughs> no, honestly, like, I didn't even think of you sending it to me. So, uh, I guess, yeah, you do. But see, I love you so much that I don't realize that you do that. that this is the real strength of our friendship. Boom. Okay, give me your third question. I'm ready to win this round. Okay. Final question. Where is my favorite place to be? A, the beach. B, the mall. C, the mountains, or D, the desert? Oh, dang. It's either the mountains or the desert. Um, I'm going to say the mountains. You got it. Yes! I'm so happy this is multiple <laughs> choice. Because I literally was going to be like, the temple? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the right. mom's kitchen? I don't know. <laughs> uh, the kitchen. Right in front of the refrigerator with it open. <laughs> <laughs> you got me <laughs> i love yes, it i do love the mountains and the desert is a close second because that's, it's got off-roading and other activities the dune bugging like thing yeah that's what i was thinking of yeah side by side take your truck out have a fire have some friends oh my gosh bonfires are so fun they're right? so so fun there's, i miss the bonfires in rexburg oh me too there's also a herd of wild horses out here that we go find and then it's really cool that's so nice that sounds so adventurous that's it not everyone's mutual profile by the way <laughs> looking for an adventure that's how oh. i read it <laughs> yeah same like every girl down for adventures looking for an adventure it's like mm, yeah i have to send you, you mine because i'm so proud of mine like it's one of the things that i've written that i'm like exceedingly proud of like i want to <laughs> save it so my kids can see how funny i am <laughs> yes, this is how i got your father <laughs> <laughs> wondering how you came to be is because of my poetic life because of my writing skills you're welcome <laughs> you're welcome you little stink <laughs> <laughs> i have to send you mine well, I yes guess, please please send me yours i i did the thing where i put in if corona doesn't take you out can i oh my gosh that's adorable <laughs> It's so funny uh, when guys put that or when they say, not looking for anything serious, just 10 kids and a wife. I'm like, yeah. you're hilarious. <laughs> Nothing serious. <laughs> so something I always end the interview with are these questions. Something that I believe in that is a big message of the podcast and like why I'm doing the podcast is that we're empowered to improve the quality of our life. And so something I ask the guests that come on is what's something that you've done that has empowered you to improve the quality of your life? Mm, that's a good question. One thing would be accepting responsibility because when you realize you are responsible for yourself and your choices and your mistakes, 
mistakes, then you feel more empowered and responsible to change yourself and even prevent certain mistakes from happening again. You know what I mean? Definitely. And what helps you accept that responsibility? Hmm. I feel like it takes a degree of humility. And now I just told you I am the most humble person that I know. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I feel like it does take a degree of humility to admit when you're wrong and to own up to mistakes. I think humility is a big thing because obviously there's time, like we're flawed, I'm human. And there's times where I fail or I don't live up to exactly what it is that I want to do. It's two things. One, just being like, okay, well, I know that even if this hasn't been successful by the definition I originally thought how it was going to be successful, it's still successful because it's been a learning experience. But also there's times where like, I don't have, it's not my best moment. Like where I'm annoyed or it's hot or I'm, oh my gosh, when I'm hungry, I think you know this about me. I'm hungry or tired. I get cranky. And Mm -hmm. so when I'm hungry or cranky and my family's there, they're like, hey, do you want to hang out? I'm like, no, (laughs) I'm just like super dry. Then I'm like, yeah. Sometimes I'm like, hey, I'm sorry, that wasn't my best moment. Yeah, I'd love to hang out. I'm just really tired because I'm, I'm cranky because I'm tired or I'm tired or I'm cranky because I'm hungry and they get it. There's still times right. where I don't even realize that it's not my best moment. And I think right. getting that consciousness, I think humility is a huge part of that. I agree. And next time I'm just going to offer you a Snickers, gosh darn. <laughs> <laughs> like that gum, girl, you ain't yourself when you're hungry. <laughs> I totally agree with you. That's an excellent point. And I too get hangry and I feel bad for things I've said or done. (laughs) And (laughs) if you even remember last year, I scared some of my roommates because I came home hangry and they're like, oh my gosh. Was this when the dishes were in the sink? Oh, I don't remember. Maybe I remember remember Jordan telling me something about there were dishes in the sink and you were hungry and you were just like, who keeps leaving all these dishes in the sink? <laughs> and you were like, I'm sorry, I was just hungry. But also, please stop leaving all the dishes in the sink. <laughs> yeah, that might have been it. I just remember like saying something louder and with more gusto, I guess you could say, than normal. And the looks on their faces like, yeesh. <laughs> Uh, where's Chase and what have you done with him? Because yikes. Because you're usually such like a calm, like I think of you, I think like very calm, patient, fun, but like just relaxed. Like we can go grocery, we've gone grocery shopping. What else have we done? We did, but it's just been, it's been fun, but like relaxed. It's been like. Yeah. Brownies, homework, worked out, driven out to the sand dunes, gone sledding, all sorts of stuff. Oh yeah. (laughs) That's what we've done. (laughs) (laughs) We've had. (laughs) numerous deep shovel talks about relationships and all sorts of good stuff yeah that's why you're one of my favorite people in the world oh i love you (laughs) i love you too okay so the next question that i always ask guests is what's one thing you'd like to empower others to do to improve the quality of their life Ooh, hmm. i feel like if you have the right amount of courage and confidence mixed with integrity that the world literally would be a better place, but people would, you know, improve personally, socially, and I'm sure mentally, and um, they would feel more in control. They would feel more, you know, approachable and likable. And I feel like Michael Jackson says, if you want to 
make a change, you start with the man in the mirror, you know, mm -hmm. and um, if everyone would take a look at themselves and change those things, have the courage and the integrity to own up and change the things that they see in themselves that they dislike, or if they can't, then, you know, find someone who's honest, hopefully not too brutally honest, but mm -hmm. to help you, you know. I feel like kind of a mix of those three things, courage, confidence, and integrity. I love how much you mentioned integrity, and I love how much a lot of what you're saying is to look in inwards and say, hey, where am I doing? And do a personal inventory of ourselves and say, what qualities do I have that I like and what areas do I have to improve on? Totally. For the people that are listening to your voice today, Chase, what's something you would encourage them to do if maybe they're a little bit too hard on themselves already in critiquing what it is that they do. Mm -hmm. To all within the sound of my buttery voice, <laughs> I do urge. <laughs> okay, I actually hate the sound of my <laughs> no, voice. No, I love it. Please continue. <laughs> I am a big believer in, I don't know, quote or phrase that we are our own worst critic. Mm -hmm. I believe that everyone is doing better than they think they are but not as good as we all could be. There's that awesome quote, I think it was Winnie the Pooh, that's like, you are stronger than you think you are, more beautiful than you believe you are, and stronger than you'll ever know, something like that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's awesome because people who are too rough on themselves, like I occasionally am and especially was, it can be very debilitating. Like the people who don't take it to heart are kind of annoying and arrogant, but the people who go too far to the other extreme it's debilitating really and I feel like loving yourself is all right and being cool with who you are is very important if you don't love yourself then a lot of people will see that and oftentimes it attracts the kind of people who won't respect you or love you either mm -hmm. but if you demand love and respect for yourself and if you're confident in who you are because you've done the hard things you've changed and you've realized and self-critiqued yourself you know to become better then you will be overall happier and more empowered but don't let yourself get in your way i have a quote that i don't know i think i made it up i was like half asleep i was like sitting there and i was like you know you have to get up you have to actually get out of bed defy yourself and i was like <laughs> defy yourself like defy your limits and don't let people or yourself push you down and make you feel less than you are. And that obviously includes yourself. I love that. That's so profound. And something that I love is that it starts with me. You're emphasizing the relationship that I have with myself. I, the way that I love myself is going to set the standard for the kind of love I accept. The way that I respect myself, the way that I talk to myself, is going to set the standard for the kind of language I accept from other people the kind of tones I accept for other people. And while you were mm -hmm. talking, I was thinking back to that question, how do you build your self-esteem? That question we had. And mm -hmm. when you're talking, it just seems like invest in yourself, invest yeah. in what it is that you're doing and who you are so that you can feel proud of yourself. Totally. The last question I, that I have, Chase. Oh, sorry. Did you want to say something? Oh, I, say, I really like the way that you said that. Oh, thank you. Most excellent. <laughs> I like how supportive you are as, as a person. You're just so kind. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, the last question that I have today is a big message of the podcast, like I've shared, is that I believe we're all empowered to create the life that we want, the love we want, the reality we want, and the world that we want. I feel it in my heart. I feel like we're all empowered to create our own happiness. It's not something that just happens. I think we create it. 
So my last question to you today is what is a reality you want to create in your life, Chase? Ooh, I agree. And that is an excellent question as well. I feel like my reality is pretty good. I mean, it's not perfect and there's definitely stuff that could be better. But as far as it goes, I feel very blessed. I have a good relationship with each of my family members and I have a good circle of friends who care about me and have, you know, similar beliefs and I feel very blessed, but I feel we are in charge of our destiny and our future that our choices today pave the road for tomorrow and we can make the choice today of what tomorrow and even the next minute or the next hour will be. You know, we are more empowered than we think. Not that we have control over our lives, but we definitely have control over our emotions, even though a lot of people disagree. And it's sometimes hard to keep our emotions in check. Mm -hmm. But I'm a firm believer that happiness is a choice and that no one can make you feel a certain way. They can greatly influence you and they can, you know, make you believe you feel a certain way. But when Mm -hmm. it boils down to it, our feelings, our destiny is often, not often, but it is our choice. Mm -hmm. It's like... um, Actually, one of the transcendentalist authors, there's a quote that talks about happiness being like a butterfly. The more we chase it, the more it will constantly elude us. But when we turn our attention away from it and turn towards others, especially, then it will come and rest quietly on our shoulder and we won't hardly notice it. That's so beautiful. I know, right? Yeah, I love that quote. When I slaughtered talking. it. <laughs> you just Paraphrase. <laughs> When you're talking, I think of, I thought of the quote by Eleanor Roosevelt, who said something like, no one can make you feel inferior without your permission. And really what that is, is having emotional boundaries in place so that Mm -hmm. whatever I'm feeling doesn't have to affect what anyone else is feeling. So like when I do get cranky, when I'm hungry or when I'm tired, there's emotional boundaries in my family that they're like, okay, just let her be for a minute. And it doesn't really affect them in any way because they we have that emotional boundary like not for everything but i think emotional boundaries are so important because it makes Mm -hmm. whatever i think what i think regardless of what other people are thinking and whatever i'm feeling is what i'm feeling regardless of what other people are feeling in that moment yeah and the last thing i just want to comment on is that you said everything i do today paves the way for tomorrow i love that because i think the reality that I choose to create right now is what's going to help me with the reality I want to create in the future. Everything just kind of works hand in hand. And it's such an empowering realization. Like I recently realized this, I think a couple weeks ago, that whatever it is that I'm doing right now, this reality that I'm choosing to create, it's going to be helping me towards the reality I want in the future, or it's going to be holding me back from the reality I want in the future. Totally. To end, Chase, I just want to give you some gratitude and I just want to say that I'm really grateful and I don't know if I've ever really said this to you, but I'm grateful for you and you've been a really good friend to me and I'm so grateful for that. Oh, you're welcome. And I want to celebrate you for your integrity and for your kindness. Like when I was in Rexburg and we met, I was just in a very delicate spot and you were just so kind and you were just such a good friend and just so I just can't even explain like just how kind you were and like a good friend and just genuinely invested in our friendship and making sure I was okay and (laughs) making sure I made good dating choices so I appreciate that (laughs) (laughs) you are so welcome (laughs) so where can people connect yeah sorry well what were you gonna say I was just gonna say where can people connect with you Oh, real quick. I was going to say, I really do appreciate our friendship. And I feel like you were the first friend I made up in Idaho. 
and that it's been awesome and I appreciate you and I appreciate all the time that you've allowed me to spend with you and it's been awesome that is but, so sweet we do have to have a road trip soon I feel like that has to be on our bucket list oh yes let's go see the redwoods I don't know what that is but yes <laughs> let's do it oh girl we gonna do it <laughs> is this a country band no it is a forest <laughs> <laughs> okay it's a national forest <laughs> But I will show you many of those on the way, I'm sure. <laughs> okay, good. I'm excited. Okay, well, where can people connect with you, Chase? I've got Facebook and I've got Instagram, but I'm not on Facebook very often. So most likely the best place would be Instagram. And okay. are you wondering what my Instagram name is? Yes. So I think, am I. I think I know it. Something boy? Yeah. Oh, there we go. It's... Your boy Chase four twelve. <laughs> I love yeah, it. I'll put it in school. the I'll put it in the episode um the description so people can see it. Cool. Thank you so much for coming on today, Chase. I've had so, so much fun. Me too. This is a new experience. I enjoyed it. <laughs> Me too. I guess that's it. Episode over. Thank you. You are welcome. And there you have it. That is how to empower, create, and encourage in your life. It's as ECE as one, two, three. I invite you to experiment with these tools and let me know how it goes. I want to know. Subscribe to this podcast and share it with a friend. Thank you for joining me today. Connect with me online and share what your experiences of defying yourself have been like. A truth I want to leave you with today is that no matter what happens, you are empowered to create your own happiness by creating the life the love, the reality, and the world that you want. I believe in you. Oh, thank you.